on, give him one more hand. He's worthy. Amen. Amen. Look at somebody close. Tell them this whole night is just for you. Amen. How many of you know that God wants you blessed? Right? God, God wants your life to, to, to flourish. God, you know, the Bible literally says that God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. God, God's not trying to hurt you. He's trying to help you. Right? He's not trying to put you down. He's trying to, to, to lift you up. You, you know, uh, if God has his way in your life, your life's going to get better. Every area that you open up for God to operate in, that area is going to get better. There's going to be life. There's going to be health. There's going to be healing. There's going to, I'm telling you, he's going to refresh, renew, restore, and revive. He's, he's going to have God. If he could just have his way with you, you'd have a mini revival, just you and Jesus. So let him. Come on, somebody. You know, and, and the good things that God's wanting to bring into your life, if we're, not, if we're not careful, some of those good things become harmful. Because we end up looking to the things that God brought into our life instead of to the one who gave it. You know, a lot of times we're looking for healing instead of looking for the healer. We're, we're looking for a blessing instead of looking for the blesser. Right, we 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 want we want cash. We we want cars. We want we we want power. But God wants relationship, and He wants His presence to be carried into this environment. A few weeks ago, we were talking about David bringing the Ark of the Covenant back to town, and and, and you know David was on a mission to bring the glory of God to his city, and and I'm telling you that that's what God wants us to do. He, he wants us to carry His glory into the environment that He's put us in. He wants us to. He doesn't want us to fit in. He wants us to stand out. You know, not because we're weird or odd. No, no, but because our life is effective, right? And, and when you're going through stuff, and how many of you know we're going to go through some stuff, right? There's going to be hard times. Well, you know, quit asking yourself if, 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 if you've done something wrong. No, you're, you're breathing. I wonder what kind of mistake we made because, man, we, you know, we can, we can barely afford groceries. Well, that's probably because you charge too much on the cards. You know, uh, it, it's, it's probably just part of life and part of the growing process. It probably it doesn't have anything to do with some hidden sin. Life sometimes is life. And God wants to empower you to demonstrate Satan's defeat all the way through it, right? To make better choices, all of that. But, but, but you got to remember that because God wants you blessed, the enemy's trying to figure out how to get you off track. See, because the source, what's the enemy going to do about God? What's the enemy going to do about God wanting to prosper? What's the enemy going to do? Well, he can't mess with the source, so he starts messing with the flow. And if he can get you to, if he can get you off track, if he can get you more excited uh, uh, about the about the gift that God's given you than the, than you are about the one about the giver, then then he's got you. And so we just got to stay smart. Look at somebody, tell him God wants to empower your life. Let's check it out. Acts chapter ten, verse thirty-eight. Check it out. This is how God works. How God anointed Jesus. How many know God anointed Jesus? Okay, God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit and with power. 
who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Look at it. God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit. Can I just say something to you? If Jesus needed the Holy Spirit, there's a pretty good chance you do too. Don't you think for a minute that you're going to get by without, if Jesus needed it, so did you. Right? The Bible says that Jesus grew in faith. Well, if he had to grow his, you're going to have to grow yours. Okay? And so he was anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power. I'm telling you, God wants you to be anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power. Everybody say power. power. Man, I've got to tell you something about power. Power is the ability to produce results. Right? And the cool part is, is that, is that uh, uh, God was with him. God's with you. God's on your side. That doesn't mean he's on your team. It means he's on your side. Now, he'll never leave you. He's never going to forsake you. You're walking with God. He has shown you, old man, what is good. Love, mercy, do just, and walk humbly with God. God we're walking with God. Anybody who walks with us ought to end up closer to God. If people walking with you aren't getting closer to God, are you, you got to make sure that they're walking with you and that you're not walking with them. Right? Because, you know, I mean, check out, check out the direction of your walk. Are you getting stronger? You know, just, just get smart for a minute. It, 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 either you're getting better, things are getting stronger, life is getting healthier, or, or it isn't. If it isn't, you're probably not walking towards God. Come on, let's just make some turns, make some adjustments, make sure that we're walking towards God. Amen? Look at this. Okay, so God, God anointed Jesus with power. Look at Matthew 10. Matthew 10, Jesus called his uh, disciples. He called his disciples, and he gave them power. Jesus called them, and he gave them power. And look what they were doing. Uh, they were casting out devils, healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. That, man, I'm telling you, nothing had, nothing had them. They, they had it one up on everything. Why? Because they had power. You know what's wrong in our culture is that we're trying to live like we're saved. You need to live like you're called. Right? The Bible says that we were saved and called. And, and not according to our own thing, but to, for his purpose. You've been called with a purpose. And, 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 and power has a purpose. And God's going to give you power. God wants to increase the power flow in your life. Amen? Check it out, man. I'm telling you, God, God's about ready to mess you up for good. You're going you're to walk out of here with some power tonight. Dude, I'm pumped tonight because you, you, you can walk out of here with some power. But it's not power to do what you want. It's power to do what he wants. And when you're doing what he wants, guess what? What you want, he takes care of that. Right? I think it's seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness. And all these other things, he'll take care of. Let me say amen. Second Chronicles 26, uh, starting in the middle of verse 15. It, remember, it's talking about Uzziah. Remember last week, his fame spread far and wide. He was greatly helped until he became powerful, right? Until he became powerful, he had great help, marvelously helped. He was miraculously helped. God was doing all kinds of stuff until he became powerful. Wait a minute. I, I thought God was trying to give us power. He is. But we got to remember that we're, we're, who's... who's Who's the power source? Where's the power coming from? Look at verse 16. It says that after Uzziah became powerful, his pride led to his downfall, and he was unfaithful to the Lord his God. And, and he, he did stuff he wasn't supposed to do. He ended up unfaithful. His, he, he, and that's the, problem. that's the problem with power, is that a lot of times we end up with power, but then we end up thinking how powerful we are. 
Remember, there's two motivators for power, right? Because if you're going to help people, you're going to have to have some power. It, it takes power to make a difference. You know, we, we mentioned it last week. Together we're better, unless one of us is a dud. And then we're not any better together. You, you know, if you're carrying somebody, it, life isn't better because they're there. It's heavy. Right? But, but together, if we, got, if, if we got power, well, man, I'm telling you, we are better together. And to change the world, it's going to take power. And so there's a, there's a motivator. There's, there's, there's something that causes us to go after the power. Why? So we can help more people. Right? We've got more power. We're going to be able to help more people. But there's another motivator for power, that if we get power, we will become powerful. And it's just a reality. And, and, and the fact is, is that if you think, well, that's, that's not why I want power, baloney. But you've got to keep, the, you gotta keep number two you got to keep it, you know, under the spotlight, because if you don't, it'll overtake motivator number one. And then you'll end up not fighting for power to help people, but you're going to end up fighting for power to prove how powerful you are. Come on, all of us have had to struggle with this before. We get all freaked out because somebody else is doing something that we like to do. Wait a minute, that's mine, that's mine, that's, that's, that's my spot. Oh, chill out. You, you know, if we really want to help people, then, then let's just help people. But we got to stay on top of that. God wants us to have power, so we got to watch that. And you know what's crazy is Uzziah, he just didn't get it. Remember, he ended up with leprosy. He ends up dying. Uh, Isaiah wrote in Isaiah uh, chapter 6, verse 1, he said, uh, in the year King Uzziah died, we, 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 in the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on a throne, and, and the train of his robe filled the temple. You know what he said? Isaiah was the guy who, who was, uh, he was a cupbearer in, in, in the temple when King Uzziah was in reign, and, and Isaiah was just a young guy, and he wrote all the works of King um, Uzziah. He, he was the recorder of all of it, but he was a cupbearer as a kid being trained, and, and he said, you know, the whole time that Uzziah was, uh, it, it was reigning, we, we never once saw God at church we we always saw we always saw Uzziah and the year King Uzziah died once once we got the flesh out of the way we finally got to see God you and I need to realize that hey a lot of times we we end up in 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 religious ceremonial exercise we don't see God why this is all us look at your neighbor say man he's talking about you I think I'm sure uh, and remember what happened to Uzziah? He forgot his name. His name means God is my strength. And, and he was operating out of his own strength. And the fact that he had become so powerful and he had forgotten the purpose of his power. Listen, God's going to empower you, but there is a purpose for the power. There is a purpose for the power. Amen. Galatians 5.26, Paul starts uh, uh, bringing this, you know, I- into focus. And he, and he says to the guys, uh, hey, let's don't become conceited, provoking and envying each other. Let's not become conceited. It's really an interesting study. Sometime, if you get time, to take these words and tear them down and, and, and look at them. The word conceited uh, uh, right here, this, this word means empty of glory. So it's kind of like the temple. When Isaiah was writing about Uzziah, and he said, you know, the temple was so full of Uzziah that there was no glory. Because Uzziah was so conceited, he was so full of himself, there's no room for God. And Paul said, hey, let's, let's make sure, matter of fact, look at it in the Amplified. He said, uh, in the Amplified, 
He said, don't become vainglorious, self-conceited, competitive, challenging, provoking and irritating to one another. Envying and being jealous of one another. He said, he said don't be so empty of glory that you, that you wind up abusing the power that God's given you. Because, you know, we're all, we're all, we're all going to walk out with some power. Right? Everybody's going to have power. But it's not to compete with each other. Look, I got more power than you got. Hello? No, man, God, God's got a plan and a purpose for your life, and, and I'm telling you, I'm going to show you what it is in just a minute, and it's going to, it's going to blow, blow your mind. But you have, to be, you have to be faithful. Look at somebody say, say you've got to be faithful. Remember, Uzziah, he, he became prideful, and he was unfaithful. And it's kind of funny because uh, Luke 16.10, did I give you that one? Luke 16.10, uh, Jesus is talking, and he said, He who is faithful with a little is also faithful in much. But he who is dishonest, unjust with very little, he's going to be the same. In other words, Jesus said, man, you've got to be faithful with little so that I can give you a lot. Now, God's, God's intention is to really bless his people. But if we're not, if we're, if we're not handling a little well, then how are we going to handle a lot? And if, 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 if we can't handle a little power, man, I'm telling you, the power that God, we're supposed to be walking around with the power that Jesus had, and, and we're supposed to be raising the dead and healing the sick and, and casting out devils, and, and you know, we, we got some power. Come on, somebody. Come on. God's intended purpose for you is to walk around demonstrating Satan's defeat. Man, you, you know, you, you might be sitting in a cafe someday and one of your friends says, man, I'm on my way to the doctor and, 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 and I, I got like, like 45 minutes before they're going to whack me open. You can reach over and take him by the hand and say, in Jesus' name. Come on, just, let's just agree together. You, just, you and me, and let, let's just pray together and, and let, let's just see what the doctor says. And, 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 and all that stuff doesn't happen today. It happened this week. Yeah. Come on, you, you, you have the ability to demonstrate Satan's defeat. You know, you get to the house and, and your wife says how, how scared she is. Come on, man of God, stand up and operate in your authority and say, hey, wait a minute, we've got power. It, man, you know, we're supposed to live in a peaceful habitation. I, I command that spirit of fear to get out of my life. I'm sick and tired of a wimpy, wimpy church. Come on. We're a powerful people. Well, this gets a little bit weird. You know, we're going to freak some people out. You, you know, if, if you intend to intimidate hell, there's probably some people that are not going to be comfortable around you. Which people? The ones who are comfortable with hell. That was, I'm going to write that down. That's not in my notes. Check this out. Man. We, we have some stuff. You, you know, we, we, we have some stuff. We, we, some similarities with Uzziah. Uzziah was given the gift of a kingdom. So were we. You rule, you reign. You have a kingdom. You can grow it. You're, you should grow it. it you know, it, it doesn't have to just be your bedroom. But if you're, if, listen, by the time you're seven years old, you ought to have dominion in your bedroom. I know some of you are 47. You still don't pick up your socks. Come on. Uh, you, you can have dominion. In it. You can grow it, right? Come on, don't get mad at me. Dude, I hate it when it gets this quiet because I know I'm on a point that I should repeat. You have authority and dominion just like he did. You have a kingdom, and your kingdom was a gift. A gift is something that's given to someone who's done nothing to deserve it. You've received the gift, but you have to develop the gift. 
right? You didn't have to do anything to receive it, but now you have to do something to grow it. You, you, you have to become involved in it. And, and what happens is, is that your struggle, much like Uzziah's, my struggle, often is the result of pride. Hello, somebody. Remember when we were talking about uh, bringing, in the, uh, uh, bringing in the ark, and, and every six steps they, 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 they performed a sacrifice. And, 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 dude, that's a lot of sacrificing going on. Every six steps, it's 2,500 sacrifices from Obed-Edom's house you know, into the place where they're going to put the ark. That's a lot of sacrifices, man. And, 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 I, and I know, because I had people come to me and say, well, wait a minute, the Bible says that obedience is better than sacrifice. Okay, listen, you can have sacrifice without obedience, but you ain't ever going to have obedience without sacrifice. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Uh, let's, let's look at one more scripture real fast. Acts 1.8. Acts 1.8. It says, but you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Right? You're going you're gonna to receive power. Right? You, you shall, re- it doesn't say you might, it says you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit. Here's why the enemy wants you to be uh, uh, kind of disconnected and afraid of the Holy Spirit, because when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you're going to get some power. We're not, talking, we're, not talk, we're talking about the power, that, the same power that God used to raise Christ from. The, we're talking about power. Hello, somebody. Talking about power. And he said, you're going to receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And, and you're going to be witnesses. Right? What's a witness? A witness is not somebody who goes around telling people how bad they are. We're people who go around talking about how good God is. A witness, a witness, check it out now. A witness is somebody in the court scene who tells their side of the story. Right? Here's, i got to tell you my side of the story. This is what happened to me. That's all you got to do. You're gonna, your witness is going to be empowered. Right? We're, we're getting ready to launch the, the, the one. And, and let me tell you something. That, that you're going to have the ability. You're going to be empowered to, to, to tell hell to shut up. And, and you're going to sit down with people, and all you're going to do is say, hey, you know, I mean, you're just looking for opportunities. God's going to show them to you. Your life's going to be empowered. You're going to say, uh, I should tell you about, uh, you know, my life since God's gotten involved. Wow, I sleep good at night. And just those words are going to keep that guy up all night. So you're going to be empowered. You're going to, you're going to be empowered to be a witness. Okay, you're going to be empowered to be a witness. Why? It's all because of a sacrifice. Okay, uh, 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 I, got, I got to study this week, and I was looking at, 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 at Uzziah because he, he was a leper, and, and I got to look at him. And remember Jesus, remember Jesus, uh, uh, he, he came across a guy, and the guy had been a leper all of his life, and, and, uh, uh, and it had grown really bad, and, and he came to Jesus, and he said, listen, I know you're able. If you're willing, you can heal me, remember? I know you're able. If you're willing, you can heal me. And Jesus settled it once and for all. It's in the Bible. We can show it to you, but the thing's... Screwing up. So, so let me just quote it to you. Okay, Jesus said, once, settle it once and for all, because what Jesus will do for one, he'll do for another. He's no respecter of persons. Don't, don't you let somebody tell you, well, if it's God's will. He settled it right here. Jesus said, I am willing. 
So he said, I am willing. And, and so the, the leper was made whole, just like that. Remember? And then Jesus said, now wait, don't tell anybody about it until you've gone and shown yourself to the priest. Don't tell. Along the way, when your friends see you and they see that you're and they want to take you off track, don't even talk to them. Just keep right on going. Get down to the priest. Show yourself to the priest and take the offering and do it just according to the law. Now remember, they're still under the law back there. Jesus is there, but they've got Moses' law. Well, you go back to Leviticus, and you're going to read about the law. And here's what happens. See, the priest couldn't afflict anybody with with leprosy, and he couldn't cure anybody. But he he was trained to diagnose everybody. So if if, if somebody said, I think he's got leprosy, they'd go see the priest, and the priest would check him out. And the priest determined it was his job. He was a professional diagnostic. Okay? And he, he, he would check you out, and if he's, ooh, you got it, then you're going. And, and if he said, no, nah, yeah, that's just eczema, you're fine. Okay, and so, okay, you're with me. But if, but if he's clean, in Leviticus, go read it. He said, in Leviticus, here's what's going to happen. If somebody comes and they're cleansed, here's what you're going to do. You're going to take two birds, okay? We're going we're gonna to have a sacrifice. We're, we're going to take two birds, and everybody's going to participate in this sacrificial ceremony. Okay, you're going to take two birds, you're going to get a, a chunk of cedar wood, you're going to find a branch of hyssop, you're going to find a scarlet thread, you're going to get a bowl, and over running water, you're going to kill one of the birds, you're going to take the blood of one of the birds, you're going to take the hyssop, you're going to take the scarlet thread, you're going to take the piece of cedar, you're going to mix it up, and you're going to put, you're going to sprinkle that blood on, on, on the bird, and you're going to sprinkle it seven times on the guy who's been cleansed, okay? And you're going to release the bird, and you're going to send the guy back to his camp. He can go back to camp, but he can't go inside his tent for 10 days. He's going to sit outside his camp for 10 days, going to shave his head, wash his clothes, and he's going to sit there. And, and why? So that everybody that comes in, they look at him and they say, whoa, fresh and new. If any man be in Christ, the old, the leprosy's gone. Behold, the fresh and new has come. Okay? The, the fresh and new has come. And, and here, here's the deal, is, is that he's going to go back and his life is going to testify of the goodness of new life. See, Paul, Paul, he wrote about it in Romans chapter 12. He said, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present yourself a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is the least that you can do. It's your reasonable service. I'm begging you guys. I am imploring you that after the price that Jesus paid. See, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus died so that you could live. He, he, Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. Jesus came to make dead people alive. And leprosy, there wasn't a cure. And if you had leprosy, you're walking dead, man. And you and your sin were separated from God and it was like spiritual leprosy and Jesus came and he he shed his blood and and see in in, in the ceremony for cleansing you got two birds right one's going to die and one's going to fly but here's the deal we don't need two birds we got one Jesus and he's not just going to die but he's going to rise from the dead and he's going to fly okay so he's going to take care of that part guess what your part is you get sprinkled with the blood and you go back to camp and you're part of the sacrifice you're the see Jesus was the part that died you're the part that lives. That's what a living sacrifice is. A living sacrifice is not, oh, I don't get to do what I want. It's a living sacrifice is, I guess I'll give another five bucks. No, a living sacrifice is a guy who goes in and is, he's endued with power. Man, I'm telling you, when the blood of Jesus is on your life, there's power in the blood. That's not just some lyric that's been around for 200 years. There's a truth in that. There's power in the blood. And when the blood is on your life, you've been endued with power. For what purpose? To be a witness that your life can demonstrate. Hey, I was a walking dead guy, but now I got life. I wasn't, it's not that I was bad and now I'm good. I'm not good. I'm still bad. There's areas of my life where I'm still bad. But, but the reality is, is I once was dead, but now I'm alive. 
And God has empowered me to carry that life everywhere I go. I'm telling you, God wants to endue you with power. We've got to be faithful with the same because, you know, we struggle with the little stuff. Did you see the way they looked at me? You should have you read what they wrote on Facebook. My God, if, you, if you're unfaithful in the little things, if you, I said if you're unfaithful in the little things, you're going to really be screwing up with the big stuff. God wants to empower his people. You, you, if you can't walk in this life, you know, if, if you can't forgive people who have, who have wronged you, man, what are you going to do when real killers show up? You know, if you, if you got your feelings hurt because... Pastor said you're lazy and you ought to you ought to walk over here instead of park the handicap spot. <laughs> you know I'm going to ride that thing, right? I think it's funny that a lot of people have traded their healing for a parking spot. That's another message. Okay, if these little things upset you. How are we, we going to walk in the power? Man, I'm telling you what God wants to do. God wants to bring people into this place that were are absolutely hopeless. I mean, we're talking about the people that you said they'll never serve God. You got co-workers. You got neighbors. You have relatives. Oh, my God. Relatives. A sweet lamb of God. Mother Mary of Jesus. Some of our relatives. No, God's wanting, God's wanting to endue you with power that will shake the family tree and set every single one of them free. He wants to endue you with power. There's a purpose for that power. It's not just to make you powerful. It's to make your witness powerful. Well, I don't really have a story. Oh man, I gotta tell you something. When you put the Holy Spirit in what you got, what you got, see, isn't what you got or what you ain't got or what you had or what you never had. That's not the powerful part. God wants to greatly help you. But you can't think it's about your power. It's not your story. It's the power on your story. He wants to endue you with power. To be a living sacrifice. I once was dead. Now I'm alive. Behold, the fresh and new has come. You got to close your book and bow your head for just a minute and some of you in here, man, I don't know, maybe maybe you've never accepted the life that's offered through Jesus. Maybe you have, but it's, you know, you, you, you know, man, that, that is not the flow I'm in. 
and you know that it's time to make some things right, let's, before we leave, let's just pray a prayer together. And, and let, let's, let's make it our prayer. And if you're here tonight and you say, you know what, Tom, uh, Pastor, I, I, need, I need to pray this prayer, and I need to get real with God so God can be real with me. And, and, and I, just, I, I just I want to present myself a living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable. I'm tired of running back to leprosy. Jesus has cleansed me. Tired of, of, of living defeated when he's brought me victory. So I'm going to make this prayer my prayer. If that's, you, if that's you tonight, I just want you to hold your hand up in the air. Just hold it up and say, yeah, I'm making this prayer my prayer. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's awesome. Thank you. Anybody else? You guys can put yours down. Anybody else? You just lift your hand and say, yep, you know what? It's time. I'm going to be a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. It's my reasonable service. that I, I want to position myself for God to use in a way that just humiliates hell. And everybody in this place, pray this. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I, I, I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me. From the inside out, give me hope, give me vision. I receive the power. I receive the power. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Come on, give God one more big hand. Celebrate tonight.